Hello and welcome to the Publisher Studio Podcast. On this show, you'll learn how to write, publish, market, and distribute in today's ever-changing publishing landscape. I'm your host, Marina Aris, founder of the Brooklyn Writers Company, the Brooklyn Writers Press, and ambassador for the New York City Authors Guild. I'm also the co-host of Lifelines the Books Podcast. If you're ready to get published but you're not sure how to get started, schedule a free consultation at calendly.com forward slash brooklyn-writers-co. Enjoy today's episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Publisher Studio Podcast. With me today is Tom Benty of Tom Benty Media and Suburbanite Productions. Thank you so much for joining me, Tom. Thank you, Marina. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, I'm really excited to talk to you because not only are you writing, but you're also uh, working in a space that's becoming increasingly important for everyone, which is how to share your story via video, right, with video production. So um, today I'd love to talk to you about some of your projects. So let's talk a little bit about your, let's start with the writing. Let's start with some of the writing. Tell us a little bit about your current projects and what inspired them and uh, we'll take it from there. Sure, sure. So I'm, I'm working on a couple narrative projects right now. One is called The American Benefactor. This is a really personal project for me. I started writing it probably back in 2015. So it's been quite some time. It's been over six years. And when you're writing a TV uh, series, you're not only writing a, a specific episode, but you're really writing um, the backstories and the history of the characters, the world that you're creating. So I have a whole series Bible for this project, The American Benefactor, and it goes into all the details about the different players involved and the world that they're living in, et cetera, and really what binds this together. If you can think of something like Game of Thrones and all the different characters that are involved in the world that's created, that's what I'm trying to do for The American Benefactor, but on a smaller scale. And- Tell, wait, tell us a little bit about what it, what it's, what's it about. Give us a sure, piece. sure. It's, it's about, well, I, I play the, the main character. His name's Mike Tingley. And uh, he is a guy that's kind of stuck in a rut. He's living a, a regular mundane life. And his girlfriend that he loves dearly, she leaves him unexpectedly. And then someone from his past, his caretaker from his past, re-enters his life. And she is embodied in, in with these kind of the spiritual connection and the spiritual awakening. And she wants to bring Mike on his, this journey where they transform people's lives and, and let them kind of bring them to the light. And whatever struggles and hardships and depressions that they're going for, they help them to kind of see the light. It's kind of like a modern day progressive highway to heaven or touched by an angel, but with a very kind of spiritual element and like a new wave motivational become the best version of yourself element. Oh, uh, I that. yeah, that sounds really intriguing. Yeah, I really love it. I really love it. And uh, we have two episodes filmed. One of them is currently on my YouTube channel and the other one is combined. And I've been submitting that to film festivals and got into a bunch of like web series festivals. And I'm, I'm really excited for the future of that project. Oh, great. What, what uh, YouTube channel are we looking for, by the way? Because in case anybody wants to take a look. Sure, sure. It's called Tom Benty Media. So I have all my different projects on there from documentaries to the American Benefactor. So all the podcasts that, that I've had, including when you were so nice to be my guest. So a lot of great stuff on Tom Benty Media on YouTube and also on all podcast platforms. Well, I'm really excited for you. And as I can tell, it's been a long project. When you're building a world, I guess it's inevitable, right? 
And yeah. even for writers, uh, book writers, you know, they do tend to face the challenge of having to build out worlds. And it's, it's certainly not easy. Um, but I do believe, I mean, I know a little bit about film production. I mean, I went to film school, but I do believe that the film media also lends itself sometimes to the written media, right? So, you know, writers can learn a lot about uh, writing effective narrative from filmmakers, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you today. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about that world building? How are you managing it? Just, um, I know my sci-fi writers will appreciate it, um, particularly because it's anything that's fantastical in nature tends to really need that. So tell us a little bit about how you manage the world building on its own. Sure. Well, this world is kind of unique because it is set in the real world, the present day suburban New Jersey, but there's also a very much of a spiritual element to it as well. So there's um, kind of where these characters come to the light. It's, it's not necessarily religious, but there is definitely a spiritual element. So there's kind of the blend between different dimensions, but it's done in the context of the real world. So just understanding that this is the, the, the natural world, but there's in this story, there's elements that are unnatural. And I think that's kind of the best way to explain it. So having a great understanding of that is really helpful when you go on and you actually start writing the episodes, which I've done. Right. So are, so would you say that the character building was also something that took you a lot of time compared to the world building? And if so, why was that? Just out of curiosity, because character building, I, I can understand sometimes we we do struggle with getting just the right character traits. So tell us a little bit about your character building. Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. I mean, character building really comes down to understanding who these people are by the experiences that they've gone through. So really divulging into all their past and what makes them who they are today by the experiences that they've gone through before we see them on screen. So just going through their history, what were they like when they were growing up, what were they like in high school? What were they like in college? Um, what are really the defining moments that represent who they are today and make them tick today and, and how they react to the real world today, I think is really important to understand who the characters are. So fleshing that out, all out, it takes a lot of time. Yeah. And I imagine certainly the relationships that you're building between these characters can be a bit tricky. Um, you did mention the word Bible. I happen to love that when we're talking about creative projects, because in my mind, it's a really great way to like package um, something that can very quickly get out of hand, right? Tell us a little bit about how your, um, I call my book, I call my Bibles book Bibles, because obviously I'm a, I'm a writer at the moment, book writer. What, how do you um, create and manage your Bibles, and I think you called them something else. What did you say? Was it film Bible? No. Uh, well, the series Bible. The series Bible. Okay. Okay. And so, um, is this a, I'm assuming it's a digital thing. And how are you, are you like inspired all of a sudden to say, oh, this would be perfect for, you know, do you grab images? Do you take photos? Do you, how do you manage that process of building out your Bible? The series Bible for the most part is just narrative words. I mean, I also have a a pitch deck, which go, has stills from the, the, the things that we've shot and also has pictures that kind of highlight what this project is all about. But the series Bible for me is, it's more of just a writing exercise, just like oh. you for, for a book. It's okay. just, again, it's their backstories. It's the world that you're creating. It's kind of the, the overall summary of what this is all about and outlines forthcoming episodes as well. 
Okay, I've got it. I've got it. Okay, so I guess I'm doing something slightly different. In my Bibles, I'm just adding in, for example, files for characters, settings, um, um, any extra material to build like the time, you know, especially if we're talking about a different time, but you're set in the present day. So anything goes. Um, okay, terrific. So this is um, the one uh, project, American Benefactor. Any other projects you want to tell me about? Sure. Yeah, the other one is called the Cafone. So this is a very different project. It's a dark comedy. We filmed a pilot episode that's roughly 25 minutes in length. Um, we got into some cool festivals, including the Garden State Film Festival, New York City TV Film Festival, Studio City Film Festival in California. And we're actually in talks with the distributor to potentially do more episodes and to distribute it on their new OTT platform, which is over the top. So it's going to be um, a platform where they essentially find advertisers that want to advertise with our, our product. And they also um, have a, you can also, uh, an audience would be able to purchase each episode as well. So it looks like this summer I'll be writing more episodes and hopefully we can film them in the fall. And this is a project that came to me via my uncle. So he is an attorney and he had this idea for a TV show based on like a lot of his crazy clients throughout the years. So he had the idea and I, I, I put it together and we have a really great cast, including James Chacon, who's the star of the, the, the project. And he was featured on The Irishman with uh, Joe Pesci and Martin Scorsese. I think he's currently on Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Extensive yep. career. Yeah. A great actor. We also have Brett Eidman, who's a great actor. Uh, Lydia Fiore, who's another uh, great actor. Uh, Jen Giles, just a lot of great people involved in the project. And it's, you know, in Italian culture, uh, Cafone or uh, Gavone is like someone who's like low class, yeah. uh, like, a, like a degenerate type. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's really relating to like a comedy that this guy who has no redeemable factors, he always seems to have some sort of scam going on and, and gets people involved in his world and always seems to level out on top somehow or another. And that's essentially uh, what that's about. So it's another uh, very different project from the one I previously mentioned, but a, a very fun project as well. And uh, hopefully we can we can get it uh, another two episodes made and we can get it distributed in the fall. Well, congratulations on all the early success. I mean, every milestone, right, is worth celebrating. So I'm excited for you. It sounds really terrific. And I love to the idea that there are these, I mean, I have not heard of over the, over the top, correct? So yes, I have OTT, yeah. Yeah, I have not heard of this model, but it makes a lot of sense with the world we're living in, right? That sh perhaps shorter content can be marketable and attached to product placement and all this other stuff. I think that's brilliant. So it's exciting, that's exciting. Okay, well, let's um, talk a little bit about your writing. I, I do wanna touch on writing for a bit. So although you are writing scripts, let's talk about your process a little, you know, what, how, how often are you writing? What kinds of challenges are you facing? Because I do not think they're any different from our book writers out there. But um, in any case, I'd love to hear more about your process. So share that. Great. Oh, great. Yes. Yeah, so my process starts, I don't know about you, but it just starts with a basic idea for a, a TV show or a, a movie. And then I, I'm pretty good at like holding on to those ideas. So I have some documents in my computer and I have all the different movie ideas and TV show ideas that I, I keep track of. So it's important as writers to make sure that you, you have your phone with you, you have a pencil and paper. So if something comes into your head, whether it's when you first wake up in the morning or whether you're on the subway that you're like, wow, that's a great idea. Cause you will forget. I, you know, there's a lot of ideas who knows they could have been the next 
Godfather or Star yeah. Wars or something, but you, you do forget. So it's important to, to keep track of those ideas. And then from there, what you do is when you want to focus in on one, and, and it's all really time constraint and, and making sure you're managing your time properly. Then what I do for a film or for a TV show, you just kind of free write. You just write what this is all about. Like, this is what happens. Very narrative format. This is all that happens. And then from there, what you do is you break it down scene by scene for, for a screenplay or a, a television show. So once uh, the free writing is done, then you just start breaking it down, organi organ organizing. Scene one, this has happened. Scenes two, et cetera. And then you go over that. You know, writing is rewriting. You go over that a bunch of times. You have your friends, your colleagues go over it and say, hey, I like this. I think you should change this. You listen to their feedback. You adapt with their feedback, et cetera. And then once that, that step outline is complete, that's when you go and you write the screenplay. And when the screen, and then that should be a very easy, seamless process because you did all the work uh, in the beginning part. So I think for me, it's important to schedule time. And I haven't been able to in the last few weeks because I've just had so much other, other stuff going on, but to schedule time each day to write. And, I, and it's really important to do that because that's the, the way that I'm most productive is schedule like an hour or two a day at your desk and just and write because over time it's going to add up and make sure you keep track of your goals and you know hold yourself accountable like this is these are my goals for this this summer this is what i need to do and this is how i need to get there when it comes to writing so it starts out with an idea you flesh that out idea out and you you fine tune it fine tune it fine tune it and then you get it and you write it into a screenplay format i love that so let's talk a little bit about the inspiration for the American Benefactor, because it's been so many years. And as you said, you hold on to your ideas. So what was it about this idea? How did it come about? And then uh, tell us a little bit about um, how, you know, how you're, been, because it's been so long. So what, what do you think is really, really making it? You're obviously disciplined and dedicated. So um, what's taken you so long on this process? But first, start with the inspiration. The inspiration is just, it, it, it's really a human story about the human struggle, the human dynamic about, uh, you know, we all go through times in our lives where we don't feel good enough, where we, um, we get rejected, whether it be from a job or, or from a different opportunity. And it's about finding the best parts of yourself and overcoming those objections. Really at the heart of it, we all go through struggles. We all go through hardships. We all experience depression and pain and anxiety and it's about right. overcoming that and becoming the best version that you can become within the the gifts that you're given and I think that's really a message that resonates with me and it's why it's, it's such a personal project about just you know just like we're seeing on on YouTube and on Instagram there's all these motivational uh, players there's all these motivational quotes well this is taking that and incorporating within the spiritual world and making a project that relates to becoming the best version of yourself within this crazy world that I've created. Yeah, and it's interesting because I would, you know, and some people would also, I, would, I guess, but I would describe myself as perhaps less religious and much more spiritual. And, um, and I'm seeing that more and more now, actually, which is a relief to me, because sometimes I felt a lot of guilt for a long time. It's like, oh no, I don't fit into the religious boxes as neatly anymore. Um, so I'm interested in this idea that you have um, taken on the spiritual angle, you know, like what does it mean to you to use spirituality in a project like this? Because it, it's, it's still somewhat abstract, okay? Depending on the person, a spiritual experience can change. So how do you think you were able to make it um, universal, 
universal enough that the human, uh, the humanity, the story in it, you feel is going to translate for the masses, if that makes yeah. sense. I hope that makes sense what I'm trying yeah, to Yeah, it does. Great question. I think it just comes down to the basic concept within this world that there's more to life than just the here and now. There's more to life than just you and me. There's something else. And right. we all have meaning. We all have purpose. And our goal in life is to find that meaning and to find that purpose. Right. Um, and it, it's not easy. There, it's, there's a lot of struggles involved. There's a lot of hardships involved. There's a lot of right. obstacles that we have to go through. But ultimately, they make us who we are. And that's a good thing. Right. So this, so I guess we would both agree that there are these struggles, hardships, which are part of humanity, being human, evolving, getting to the next level. But also there are these other forces at play that we can't see, but that seem inevitable and um, just make an impact in our lives when we pay attention, right? Some of us, we either dismiss it or some of us are really tuned in, right? And we're like, how did that happen? Or how did that you know, great outcome come from such a difficult, challenging, you know, ad adversity, right? Okay, I love that. I really do love that. And I do wish you really well with this project. I want you to let me know how it goes. I'd be happy to, to keep everyone posted on how you do. So I love that. Okay, let's, um, one question, I just had a question about scenes. Um, roughly, how many scenes are you writing on your projects? Um, well, it all, it all depends. I mean, usually a screenplay is a full feature film screenplay is between 90 pages and 120 pages. And generally, the, the rule of thumb is that one page equals one minute of screen time. Right. Okay. Got it. Um, and these are shorter episodes, though. So in an episodic um, script, how, you're doing what, 30 minutes? 45 minutes? Oh, no. Okay. So for are you talking about The American Benefactor? Right. So if you're doing series with episodes versus a film, it's so slightly different, I would assume. Yeah. 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 So, uh, I mean, for that, I just did short little uh, episodes. So each episode is about seven minutes. We filmed two of them. Um, so I'd have to check how many scenes there are, but it's probably, I don't know, maybe 10 scenes for each one, something like that. Okay. Got it. All right. Thank you for, for clarifying. I was just curious, just, just because I'm trying to draw a comparison between your world and the book writing world a little bit. And, and again, because I do feel that authors, whether they ever uh, produce anything that's worth filming, I think it's a good practice um, because, and you can correct me on this, but I do think that the value of script writing is that you learn how to just sort of get to the point and, um, and really focus on the action, I think, of a scene, right? Or of a story. Is that, would you say that's a fair um, assumption to make about the difference, right, between where you have all this space in a book to add all of this extra description and narrative, and in the, in the script, you, you're just down to the down to the core core things, right? Exactly. Yeah, it's much more structured. It's all about showing, and not telling. So the less dialogue, the more you can have in the visual format without having many words is generally always better, um, and it's just more constrained. So it's about you know generally when we come, when we come to scenes, it's usually it's like you know, somebody has something, somebody wants it, and there's an obstacle preventing that person. And then, you know, that leads to another scene. So it's about building each one goes into the other. Um, so it's not so much about like getting into the character's heads. It's about showing action on screen. And yeah. that's the way that we understand who these people are and get invested in the story. Not so much like their inner dialogue. It's about right. what right. they do to tell us who they are. 
Got it. Will you ever be considering book writing or novel writing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I would consider it. I don't have any plans at this point, but yeah, I mean, I, I love reading uh, all, all types of, of things. So I, I love novels and I think it's something that maybe in the long term would I would love to look into. Okay. What would you be interested in writing? Would you want to maybe make one of your current projects a book or would you just go into a, a completely different category genre? Hmm. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't really think about it. You know, I've always been so focused on the visual medium, yeah. but that's, a, you know, maybe turning one of the projects into the books would be interesting or just doing something completely new. I think, I think they can both be really interesting, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can definitely see that. But anyway, put that in your Put that on your back burner. <laughs> <laughs> All right. do. So uh, thank you for sharing that with us. Anything else about your writing that you want to share before we move on to um, your work on the, on the video side with Suburbanite Productions? Anything? Sure. I mean, I, I think everybody has different ideas. It's just about being focused, staying motivated, holding yourself accountable, like I said. So that's the best advice I can do is don't don't think about the long term. Think about breaking it down each day. I mean, everybody has their different methods and there's some really great work that people just kind of put force themselves in a room for like a week or so. And they I think Taxi Driver was written that way. It's just yeah, yeah. and a lot of great stuff has been. But from the practical standpoint, it can be done like more of like a nine to five job. Right. You know, hold, hold yourself accountable each day. Give yourself small goals. And over time, you're going to really create something cool. Um, and how, how long did it take from when you first wrote a script to when you first shot something that um, I'm just curious about the, for you, for your experience, your mm -hmm. entire experience, how long did that take? Well, my first project called At the Jersey Shore, which is the first feature film I did, uh, that came out in 2012. It's currently on Apple TV, Tubi. Yeah, it's a, it was my first film. So I started writing that in I think 05 and we didn't we started filming in 09. And that oh. was the first time I ever did anything. I didn't know anything about screenwriting or film production, but I was going to graduate school at the time and that's where I kind of learned all the, how to, how to actually do it. Um, you know, now I have all the equipment. It's just about organizing the time and getting the right people involved. So it's a much shorter, much shorter um, time span between when you have something written to when you have, uh, the opportunity to film it. But another offer of advice I could do is make sure your script is as polished as possible. You have as many eyes on it as possible. You have the best possible script on paper because that's gonna give you a much better shot of creating something worthwhile. And, uh, you know, from my standpoint that, you know, the sc screenwriters don't get much respect or credit in the industry for whatever reason, but it's such an important uh, step and they're such an important part, you know, having a great screenplay is going to, it's, it's going to really make or break a project. So don't think that you're just going to fix it in post or fix it on the set. Like you should have everything on paper before you, you get to that point. So make sure you put the time in when you're writing the script to make sure it's as, as enticing and engaging as possible. Yeah, I, ab I absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. And that first experience, was it um, like some how, how was that for you? I'm just, cause I went to film school. It was like, a, it was a mess. <laughs> I'll tell you everything that could possibly work, go wrong, went wrong. And at the time, because it was so many years ago, we were filming on um, 16 millimeter cameras. Wow. Wow. You remember those, you have to like, you know, if you're outdoors, you have to put like a coat over the mm -hmm. thing to change the film or whatever. It was just insane. 
Um, so how was your experience? Because mine, for me, it was definitely harder than I could have imagined to actually film and get on set and do what I, you know, make what I'd written into something visual. How was it for you? It was an absolute whirlwind. It was, you know, I threw myself into the lines then. Number one, it wasn't a short film. It was a feature film. I was directing it and I starred in it. So it was absolutely insane. <laughs> it was, you know, it's just Come like on, a dream. How, long is it? how many minutes? It's a full, it's 90 minutes. 90 minutes? Yeah, but I think we have- That could be really long though. Yeah, so 90 not, minutes, okay. Yeah, but we actually had a lot more footage than that. I think it could have been like upwards of two and a half hours, but we cut it down to yeah. 90 minutes. Yeah. But it was an absolute, like just where we were filming on location in Seaside Heights. Uh -huh. uh, MTV's Jersey Shore was on, in the same locations as we were filming at. We filmed at like the Bamboo Nightclub and Karma Light Club, and they had taken uh -huh. over those places back then. So it was it was an, just an insane experience, but I learned a whole lot, and uh, we came out. Everyone came out better on the the other side, and it was pretty amazing. Are you still working with some of the same uh, crew members that you had then? I keep in touch with them. I, I actually one of them just uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, he came down. His name's Spike. I'll give him a shout out. He's from Urban Mouse Productions. Him and Mike they run a company called Urban Mouse Productions in nice. uh, Brooklyn, Staten Island. Really great production team. And um, they, uh, he, you know, just came down to the shore and he stopped by my house like old times and it was great. I haven't seen him in a few years and we just, you know, went up to the boardwalk. We had some pizza at the sawmill and he was with his uh, girlfriend and we had a great time. It's like we haven't skipped a beat. He's a, just a great dude and I hope to see him more this summer. I haven't worked mu I, much with them. In 2015, I acted in a project that they were a part of called Take It Back, which was really cool. Um, the other producer, this guy, Gregory Rem, he used to work at HBO. Now he's independent. I keep in touch with him. We haven't worked together. Um, the actors, they moved to California, most of them. So I haven't seen them in a few years, but, uh, you know, I would be open to working with them. Yeah. Future collab. Why not? That'd be awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah. My, my film crew kind of, um, of the four, there were four of us in our, you know, and we did 13 films together, short ones. But um, of the four of us, only one of us stayed in, in film. And I hope to go back to it at some point. But those early relationships, I ask you because I feel like, especially on the first project or first projects, those very early relationships are, I think, interesting because very often you tend to be either learning together or, you know, like you said, it's a whirlwind and you never forget those whirlwinds. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. It's nice to know over the long term if you can, um, you know, hopefully work together again. But that's yeah. it's really cool. Okay, so let's move on to um, another big project you're working on, which I love, and it's not really a project, it's um, Suburbanite Productions. That's, I would say, much more than a project, but I'm really um, interested in talking about what you're doing there because I feel like it, it, um, it's video production, correct? And it's, um, it looks like, it, you'll tell us exactly, but I'm guessing it's more like um, visual storytelling for um, professionals. But I think authors can probably benefit from hearing what you have to say about the medium as a way of sharing your story, whether as an author or doesn't matter what you've built or created. I think we all need to kind of learn to share our story visually. And um, so I'm really excited to talk to you about that as well. If you can tell us about Suburbanite Productions, um, what, what's it about? And you know, I know you have a mission, but I think it's a good one, so share it. Sure, sure, thanks so much. Yeah, I run a company called Suburbanite Productions. I actually started that when I started my first feature film way back in 09. And then that came out in 2012. And then a couple of years after that, you know, like 2014, 2015, 
I brought that skill set from narrative filmmaking and I started pitching local businesses, trying to create marketing videos for them. So doctors, lawyers, restaurants, bars. And in the last six years or so, the company's really grown. And now I'm working with big tech companies. I'm working with pharmaceutical companies, distribution companies. And essentially what I do is I create marketing video content, branded video content for them. And, um, you know, the, the, the process, it kind of varies, but a lot of times we do have a script. So I, I will write a script for them based on the feedback that they're telling me of kind of what they want to do. Uh, and other times it's like, I, I just did a project for the Pride Center of Newark and there wasn't any script. We were just interviewing a lot of players involved in that organization. And now the real writing comes in when I edit. So, I don't, you know, for, for visual storytellers, editing is really like the third writing. So you, you write the script, you film on set based on that script, and then you transform all that in the editing room. Yeah. And you're just, you're looking for the most powerful moments. You're looking to really kind of make sure that you have a cohesive video that makes sense based on all the footage that you have. And that takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of skill, but you learn that as you go along and you get better at it. And it's just like writing. There's a structure to it. There's a narrative flow to it. Um, and I, I mean, I really enjoy it. Just, you know, telling all these organizations stories, telling these corporations stories, highlighting their products, highlighting their services and doing it in a way that, you know, video is, is the way to go these days. And it's, I don't think that's going to stop. And, and it just, it really is, uh, helpful for them to, yeah. uh, to showcase their services in video format. So it's branded content, marketing videos, advertising, anything really. Yeah, and I watched um, some of your videos. They're really well done. And I especially like when you said video is the future. I didn't write the full um, line, but I, I did love it. And I agreed. And I'm sorry that I didn't write it exactly as you said it, but it was beautifully done. Video <laughs> is the future. And the and future, future is now. And the future is now. Yeah. And there's one more line, um, I think. But <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm being a bad host right now, not remembering exactly. But I, with all this to say, I absolutely agree with you. And I think that what you're doing is fantastic because a lot of um, business owners can use that. Of course, they all have a story. We all have a story, right? It doesn't matter what we've done or what we're creating. We have a story. And um, I, I'm curious, I mean, maybe you have a few tips to share for authors um, based on the, the process that you know, right? For creating these little visual storytelling uh, videos, let's call them. Um, because I do believe that authors, if they were willing to take a shot to be on video more often, that they might connect better with their readers. Um, do you think that's true? For I, I sure. Know. Yeah. I mean, I think understanding like, you know, you have a project coming out. I, I think it, it, um, the runaway. Oh, running into the night. Yes. Running into the night. Yeah. That looks really interesting. So hearing your, that's a very personal project, I would imagine. So understanding like the motivation behind that and, and who you are as a writer and, and what motivated you to write that, I think is, is tremendously powerful and helpful in getting the message out there for people to want to go and read the book and purchase the book. So usually with, whether it's a writer or, you know, a restaurant or a big tech company, we want to know who you are, what you do and what makes you special and unique, how you stand out from your, from other people, from other competitors, et cetera. So it really breaks down into those uh, three kind of categories of, of what makes a good marketing video. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think video is exactly like you said, it's the future and it's now. So um, I would say for authors, 
just try, I mean, try it. I mean, the videos don't have to be longer than like a minute or two anyway. Um, and nowadays we're, we're so fortunate that um, we have cameras everywhere. <laughs> but if someone wanted to work with you, do you work with authors too? Or are you just doing like small business owners? I'll work with anyone. I'll work with anyone. I know a lot of, you know, a lot of times they say, oh, you need to have a niche and it, it needs to either have to focus on pharma or you have to focus on like big, big ad agencies or small businesses. I'll, I'll work with anyone. To me, the process is similar. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the components might be very different, but the process and, and how we go about it is very sim similar. How much time do you, do you think is required for someone to work with you? Like, let's say, uh, I, and again, I, I, I keep bringing it to authors because that's who our listeners are. Um, would, would you say if I, if I wanted to work with you and I have this book coming out and how, how, how many hours of video footage would we need or how does that work? Working with you. It wouldn't, yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be something terribly difficult to do or terribly expensive. We would have a, usually we'll have an initial call. I'll understand of kind of what you're all about, uh, like where you're coming from, what you're trying to do. And then from that, I'll put together a proposal and kind of break down like the, the filming day. And then we film it and then, then we edit it. But something like that is, it would be very, very easy uh, to do. And it's something that is, is uh, very feasible. Yeah. Okay. We need to collaborate on that. I'd love to offer that to authors. If you're game, I think that some authors would love it. I think that they are very comfortable in front of the camera. And I think even for some authors who are not, maybe we can come up with creative ways, right. To share a bit about their story and um, what they've written and the world of being a writer. I mean, that's sometimes we don't need to be front and center, but we can touch around all the things like we, we have talked about today, inspiration, motivation, process, all of those things are a little less central focused on, on a person sometimes. Well, okay. Um, anything else you want to share on Suburbanite Productions that I missed? Because I think the key to it is that video is strong. It's important. It's not that difficult. And ideally, if they can work with someone like you, that would be ideal because it just makes it easier, right? You make it, I'm sure, painless and easy for, for anyone who wants to work with you and share their story. Yeah, I think, you know, if there's one thing that I can relate to the audience, it's all about narrative structure. It's all about understanding um, the writing process for the visual medium. So whether I'm writing on my laptop or I'm creating a story out of the footage that I, uh, that I filmed, where it's, it's about understanding how the human mind understands story and, and making sure that you have a, a, a video that relates to narrative structure and is cohesive and makes sense and it is impactful and is emotionally impactful. Yeah, oh, that's a key right there, emotionally impactful. I like that. I think that's absolutely true. That's the most important thing in my view is that it's emotionally impactful and we can do that. We can do that person to person, video to video. I think you're absolutely right. Well, thank you so much for that, Tom. Um, I, I love this conversation and having you on the show today. So thank you for your time, for your expertise, for your wisdom, your experience. Really, really appreciate it. So tell our listeners where they can find you and your work and um, we'll take it from there. Thanks. Yeah, this was great. Thanks so much again for having me on. I'm on all social media platforms, Tom Benti Media, including YouTube. And you can find my um, corporate work in uh, suburbaniteproductions.com. And I also have a Facebook page and an Instagram page as well. So you can check out some of the stuff I've done on there. Right. And let's spell out your name. It's Tom, B-E-N-T-E-Y. Yes. Everyone says Bentley for some reason, but uh, <laughs> okay. it's, it's Ben T. I just so. wanted to make sure not to miss that E in there before the Y. Okay. Yeah. That's it's the right little... in me. 
<laughs> All right. Thank you again, Tom. I'll see you soon. We'll talk soon. Take care. Thank you. Take care. Bye. The Publisher Studio Podcast has been brought to you by the Brooklyn Writers Company. If you like this episode, please leave a review so we can keep bringing you more great content. For more on our books and hybrid publishing, head on over to brooklynwriterspress.com. For show notes or to learn more about our events, programs, and workshops, log on to brooklynwriterscode.com. And to schedule a free consultation, log on to calendly.com forward slash brooklyn-writers-co. Until next time, bye for now.